Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. And we need to add Mike to that list. I need to have Carrie re-record that. And by the way, if you want this to be your company's podcast studio, send us an email at info at d-410.com. We're practically giving sponsorships away. So if you want some next to free advertising for a little bit than nothing, send us an email to info at d-410.com. Gordon is out. Mike is in. It's like the square dance between two guys. Wait a minute. Uh, so anyhow, what's up, fella? <laughs> Rewind that back a little bit there, buddy. Rewind, roll um, track, pull tape. No, what is that? Cottonmouth Kings, rewind, pull slack, roll track, whatever. What the fuck I ever. Whatever. Nobody cares. Not much. Not much though. What's up, dude? Oh, living the living the nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this goes out to all the parents of fifteen year old kids who don't want to listen and just uh, leave the fucking house whenever they want. <laughs> uh, you know, oddly enough, it seems like you you know at least every time that I'm on, it's a broken record. Yeah. Nonstop, all the time, on the go. Yeah. Teenage kid. You know, I got two Boston Terriers and. Uh, they like to chew on shoes. Sure. They like to sleep in closets. Sure. Because we don't crate train our dogs. Okay. And some people think crate trading's mean, but once you don't crate trade a dog and you realize they either sleep under your bed or in your walk-in closet because it's a nice dark place with a single entry point that they can keep an eye on, they feel safe, much like a kennel. So my dogs essentially kennel train themselves. My Rat terrier slept in the closet, my beagle slept in the closet, and both my Boston terriers like to sleep in the closet, but once again, they also like to chew on shoes, so the two shall not go together. So one day I was heading off to work, and I had to get the T-R-E-A-T's out, can't say it, because one, I'm sleeping right here, and uh, my daughter was walking in the kitchen, I said, yeah, it's sad, I know you guys like to enjoy sleeping in the closet, but because you refuse to uh, change your behavior, uh, there's consequences, and you no longer can have access to the closet. When I'm not home, I turned around to her and said, see, there's consequences when you refuse to change your behavior. If you don't change your behavior, I have to change the environment. That's why you don't have an Xbox. But I digress. It's good. My point is, if it's good enough for the dog, it's good enough for the 15-year-old, right? Hey. Because after all, most people love dogs better than people. So We're breaking down barriers here. We're breaking down barriers. We're all about the dogs. <laughs> Did I tell you I found out, so you're a Stan Haney listener, and if you're a listener for the longest time, you've heard anytime Wu-Tang Clan comes up, you hear Mike Mm -hmm. Haney make the joke and the reference to when old dirty bastard, big baby Jesus, Gert McGirt, ran up on stage, I think it was at the Emmys or the um, Music Awards after they lost, and he grabbed the microphone. This was long before Kanye did it to little blonde girl, and everybody thought he was mean. This, This goes back a ways. An old dirty bastard said they should have won because Wu-Tang is for the children. And that kind of came the the audible meme before memes on the internet. It was Wu-Tang is for the children. And people just, oh, that's crazy old dirty bastard. Well, they didn't, I don't think they've covered it. I'm only on episode two of season two of the Wu-Tang story on Hulu, which is quite good, especially if you're a Wu-Tang Clan fan. But afterwards, I would like to do a little research. And, um, you know, because... Despite the fact that I can name all of them, 
Um, I don't know off memory what a lot of them looked like when they were in their 20s and 18s. And so watching the show, I'm trying to figure out before they became Wu-Tang Clan, when they were just crack dealing street gangsters shooting at each other, which person turned into which performer. And so I'm looking at the actors trying to figure out who's RZA, who's going to turn into Jizza, who's going to be you God, who's going to be Master Killer, who's going to be Papa Don, who's going to be, well, you knew Method Man and Old Dirty Bastard and RZA right away. Well, so it's... So explain this a little bit. It's sure. not. It's not really like a documentary. It's a. So it's as. like a four series. Like straight up. Here's how it happened. Like this starts when they were literally competing crack dealers. And, um, did you ever watch Top Boy, on Netflix? It's the um, British, crack dealing gang movie. I'm not sure that I have. Um, where they refer to the drugs as the food and. Because they're on the pound system instead of dollars, they refer to their money as peas because they're stacking peas, peas, pounds, right. instead of gotcha. dollars. Well, in that show, there's two rival gangs, and the gangs, much like in real life, are basically based on which project building they live in, which mm-hmm. neighborhood they live in. Well, Wu-Tang's the same way. You had half of them over here in Staten Island, half of them over here in this other uh, uh, building in Staten Island. And so each gang had their own you know, gangsters and they had their own way of dealing drugs. And obviously I want my, I want my, you know, I want to sell my crack more than you sell yours. Cause you know, you're taking profits away from me and shit pops off. I might just have to come shoot up your house. <laughs> right. You know, it's normal nineties content. Typical. You know, you hear these young kids, these Gen Zers talking about how rough they have it. Well, back when I was growing up, you got shot over your fucking Jordans. <laughs> so <laughs> cry me a story about the fact that you can't wear purple hair on Tuesday at work. Don't even get me started on the starter jackets, no pun intended. But anyhow, and so it's amazing when, you, when you're when you watching this show and you see these guys literally shooting up each other's house to know at some point they joined a group and traveled around the world together. It's like, wow, you really got to love music and the desire to make millions of dollars to put down the fact that your future bandmate literally shot up your house when your two disabled brothers were sitting in the living room. But um, together. But no, it's a good series. You know, I... Living in the night, growing up in the 90s, I had Wu-Tang's first album, you know, Enter the Wu-Tang or 36 Chambers, whatever you want to refer to it. I had, I had their second or third album. Then I just kind of moved on in my life. But it's cool to watch RZA as he's got his old DAT player, his old piano, and start mixing out the tones. Like, oh, oh, I recognize that. That's, you know, you know, Protect Your Neck or, you know, oh, what the hell is the name of the song? Um, same as it ever was. Um, and so it's kind of cool and seeing the struggles and, how Method Man actually was the manager at the gift shop on uh, at Statue of Liberty. He was never into gangs. He was never, you know, he smoked a hell of a lot of weed, but he he was one of the members who really wasn't in the street gang thing. He just loved hip-hop. And so he was actually a manager at the gift shop at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty until he hurt his ankle and they laid him off. But anyhow, as time goes by, I'm, I'm watching this show, and it's, it's it's a damn good show. It's like season two, episode three, and they haven't even started formed the band yet. They, they, RZA had a solo career, and which is crazy. I never knew this. Um, at some point, his mom got back with his brother's father, and they moved to Ohio to this little fucking town. Uh, oh, Christ, I just forgot the name of it. It's just a uh, – I think it was – I don't remember. I just remember some kid I used to go to school with always went there, but – it's cool. It's got some Ohio, Ohio connections, but it's it's definitely a good show. I'm not didn't mean to go into a Netflix review or Roku or whatever streaming channel is on, but just back to the whole Wu Tang's for the children thing. <laughs> Long route to get there. So watching this show and doing a little research, and I came across of 
the story about how that happened. And what happened was, this was later in their careers, and um, hell, Dirty Bastard may have already done his his appearance on the ICP album um, at that point. But he was in the recording studio working on his album, solo album, and there was a car accident outside the studio, at which point like a 1995 Mustang GT got hit, T-bone rolled over and pinned a five-year-old underneath it. And he heard the ruckus, went outside and saw this five-year-old pinned under a Mustang, and he basically organized the the spectators to lift up the car, not pull it off, and pull the kid out and thus rescue his life. And then he spent three days at the hospital, this kid that he never met, keeping an eye on him, and then ended up the music award, had a few drinks, and went up there and proclaimed that Wu-Tang is for the children. And so if you ever hear that reference when it comes to Old Dirty Bastard and, and people are saying it like he's crazy or in a joking manner, yeah, he may have been drunk, but he was, in fact, for the children. And so that, that's how that whole thing came to be. And it's it's just one of those weird things you stumble on when you find yourself going down a YouTube rabbit hole. Well, and it's, it's um, also kind of funny to hear, you know, especially growing up listening to Stan and Haney mm-hmm. and, you know, just catching all the references and stuff like that, you know, like, when uh i know i i at least i think haney's probably making fun of it a little bit but um it's just funny to hear him state say stuff like that <laughs> oh they can't really do them they can't play them now because now that they're streaming online and there's algorithms yeah all of the cover songs they did can't be played anymore because they'll get hit with copyright infringement and so when Tommy and Haney are reciting damn near word for word, run DMC's It's Tricky to Rock a Rhyme, yeah. <laughs> you'll never hear it again. They yeah. can't play it on the air again. <laughs> and there's so many of those that, that you won't be able to play. Yeah. Have you been to Mission Barbecue? And no, this is not I, a paid-for spot. I wish it was. Hell, I would, I'd do the spot for some fucking from some protein. Oh, yeah. Um, I've gotten, um, not catering, but I've uh, takeout. Don't sleep on Mission Barbecue. One opened up down the street from us. And I remember the night before, me, Carrie, and Sariana went to McDonald's. We just got done fishing. Three combo meals with inflation dropped like 35 bucks, mm-hmm. close to 40 Interestingly enough, I saw an article where the CEO is concerned of McDonald's because he's starting to get kickback on their prices. <laughs> and I saw a very astute young man on TikTok, probably about 42, uh, a brother say, uh, hey, McDonald's, uh, you need to stay in your lane. You forgot who you are and who you were. We never went to McDonald's because of the quality and the taste of your food. We went to McDonald's because we were broke as fuck and we could afford your stuff. And yeah. so now that you went from having $1.50 sandwiches to like $7 combos before you upgrade your fries and your drink, and now you're, you know, you used to be able to get three combo meals and feed your family for 15 bucks. Now it's $30 to feed three of you and you still got the soggy fries, the shitty drinks, and all that. So, we try not to go to McDonald's too often. We try to cook a lot at home, but lately things have been awry and we're here and there and fucking everywhere. Down to one car right now, but we'll get that in a moment. I got to add that to the list. One car, two people. That sounds like a video I've seen once before. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so we went to McDonald's. We like to go every once in a while to remind ourselves why we no longer go to McDonald's. It's a nice Don't look refresher. That up, kids. It's a nice refresher. You know, every once in a while, you got to remind yourself why you stop doing things. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I'll take a drag off cigarette and cough and taste the, the taste of an ashtray. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't do it anymore. And uh, so we went there and 
we're annoyed at the amount of money because everything is fucking expensive. It's insane. Inflation. I think we. Ridiculous. I think if you're watching this show or listening to the audio, we all can agree that we're all probably hypothetically, numerically making more money than we probably have when we were younger. But logistically and inflation-wise, we're broke as fuck because that money we're making now means nothing because it's just being sucked down in fucking inflation costs. Yeah. I, as of right now, not to boast or brag, but this this is the most money I've ever made in my life. But it, it but when you pay all your bills and how much you have left, it's about the Once, same as you were making I mean, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no complaints. You yeah, know, I have I have nice things. I have a place. I have a vehicle. I'm not not shitting on on any of that. But if you were making this money but, five years ago, your quality of life would be twenty five percent better, if not thirty. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's amazing what one administration can do. So with that in mind, we were driving around, Carrie and I, after we were going to go fishing or we were going fishing or we were doing something with fishing or kayaks because, well, that's what we do in this family. Uh, they opened a Mission Barbecue down the street. Hell yeah. And I heard some stuff about it. I heard it's pretty cool. I heard every day at noon they play the national anthem and people actually stand for it. So that's kind of cool. And it's close to the house. So we pulled in there and walked in there. And it's cool. They got first responder patches, but more importantly, military patches, division patches. I will got to say some of them are nailed upside down because the person with the hammer doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> but, I, hey, they're still there. They got some cool pictures of people in their service uniforms. But more importantly, I'm trying to remember what I got. I, ooh, I got Texas-styled moist. And they ask you. Ooh. Do they, they, they say to you, do you want it? It's a no phone day. I just say it. Who moved my sound effects? That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. My moist God, button is gone. Shit together. What is wrong with you? I need to fire Board's our fucked up. I gotta fire our producer. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, if you want to be a producer, if you're interested in producing the uh, What's Your Head podcast, so I have someone to fire, please <laughs> email info at d-410.com. Anyhow, they asked me if I wanted it wet or moist. And of yeah. course I said yes. So I got a big ass course. dollop of meat. Mm. What did I say it was? I done plum forgot. Um Texas brisket. Brisket. Got a big old sliced up brisket, coleslaw, big old cornbread, served you on brown plum, uh, butcher paper and a steel tray. <laughs> yeah. Plastic forks, much like the chow line. Carrie got a jalapeno infused sausage. Technically, there's probably two of them. Ollie cart, not in a sandwich, so straight protein, same butcher block paper. With their specialized macaroni and cheese. Okay, okay. And, and two drinks. She could not finish her sausage because it was so big. She couldn't handle it all. She had to take some home. And I made it through my brisket and I was full. Bottle of Mexican Coke. Big ass helping of brisket. A big ass thing of coleslaw would probably equal a medium at KFC. Her jalapeno infused sausages, probably two of them slit down the middle, cut in half, quartered. Big old helping of macaroni and cheese and a large Mountain Dew for $33. Wow. Now, granted, there's only two of us, but we were able to feed ourselves a much better food for the same price of the slop, the cold fries, the wafer fin. Have you noticed how thin that fucking hamburger's getting? Yep. It's getting worse and worse. You know what fills you up? The bun. 
It's all bun, no meat. It's like mm-hmm. the old Wendy's needs to bring back the commercial where it's the beef, but they're just as guilty, so they can't do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's so good. We went back there again tonight because, you know, the kid's not home. <laughs> yeah. You know, she comes home and is like, what's for dinner? I'm like, simple policy. You want dinner? you got to be home at dinner time. You can't yeah. show up at 930 and say, where's the fucking beef? It don't work that way. You cook for yourself. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go out and pretend to be an adult, you can come home and serve yourself an adult. Or if you want to eat dinner, be home at dinner time. What time's dinner time? You're old enough to know. Figure it out. Get your, sh- get your shit together, shitbag. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, did you don't mission, don't sleep on Mission Barbecue. It's really good. And it's mission, f- for the the for the price, the quality of food. Yeah. Can't beat it. And you're in and out of there. That's the other thing, too. I'm sure if you want to do a blind taste test, some diehard Florida crackers will say like uh, Rib City's better or Sonny's is better. I doubt it. But you know what the big difference is? You're not sitting down at a table and wait, waiting 20 minutes to get your food. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they you'll see the lady walking in with a big old pile of quartered fucking wood, putting it in the smoker that's in-house. They're not cooking it out in some greasy-ass smoker out in the back, which does provide flavor. They actually have smokers in the building, and it's just they're just constantly rotating it through. So for fast barbecue that you don't have to sit at a table, you don't have to sit there and burn an hour because Carrie and I are the fastest non-competition eaters in all southwest Florida. So when we go to a place, we like to get our food right away. We eat it and consume it. And usually out of the building before the last guy in line even puts his order through because, you know, acid reflux is our friend. Sure. Because <laughs> there's nothing Speak- better when you get in your 40s and consuming your food as fast as you can. Mission Barbecue, speaking of. Mm-hmm. Did you try the beans? No, I'm not a bean fan. Really? Even as a World War II reenactor. You can't, you can't, I can't do baked beans. Those, I'll eat black beans. Refried beans in a packet. I'll eat refried beans at a Mexican restaurant. I okay. <clears throat> I make black beans here and put them on my burritos and my my um my chimichangas, but no and my quesadillas. But when it comes to what are those kidney beans soaked in brown sugar and molasses? I I thought they were pinto. <laughs> what? No, don't eat it. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry. I, I I've heard a lot of this place have good baked beans. It's just not my bag. Maybe it's all the bad fart jokes from the 70s and 80s, like in <laughs> Blazing Saddles, and they're all sitting around and eating beans out of can and just farting and ripping shits. All right. Don't anybody listen to what Don just said. Baked beans are bad. You're gonna, if you're going to go to Mission, try the beans. If you try like the beans. the beans, you enjoy ingesting the beans, try the beans. We had a party. What was it? Uh, probably... I don't know if it was child one or child two for Ron. And he told me to stop by there and pick up a vat. A vat? Not, not you know. A, a plethora? Big, it was a bucket. And I now, think 1870s, 1870s corrugated steel bucket or 2023 plastic Lowe's bucket? No, it was, <laughs> it was a, it, it was just a plastic. It did have a lid too, so. Um, it was just a plastic bucket. I, I think maybe it said Mission Barbecue on the side. but I think Fun fact, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I'll lose it. If you're in the market for a bucket and you don't want to go spend $8 at Lowe's, you can go to any firehouse sub and buy their pickle bucket. It's the same size as $3. It's the bucket that their pickle comes in. Go ahead. Hot bucket. That's a dog. good point. Um, took that over to Ron's place, had the party and everything. They were gone within like 45 minutes. How does one reheat a bucket of beans? Well, 
and that's the thing they you know they they actually stayed pretty warm throughout travel because i went to the mission on 41 and the original he, one the, he used to live down off of you know golden gate estates and that's a pretty far drive i guess if you scrape off the top layer yeah they probably they probably do insulate the middle layer pretty good well, you actually, give a nice stir. Do you have to use like a like a stucco drill, like when you stir, <laughs> put the big auger on it. Pour it into a small crock pot or any crock pot yeah. if you have one. Turn it on medium, low, whatever. Sterno can underneath it. Good to go. Hey man, don't sleep on baked beans. Did your? I guess I'll just ask you and see if you can finish the beans. Beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you. Toot, poop, whatever. I mean, people say it differently. Continue. I don't know the rest of it. See, I really don't. Your generation got the se- <laughs> sloppy seconds. My generation had the first of it. These are the things that led me away from beans. Beans, beans, and magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So why not eat beans with every meal? <sighs> it's the right saying. Yeah. It's correct. It doesn't lie. They're delicious. Have a scoop. Yeah, you don't want to know the nursery rhyme that has to do with the Asian fellow taking a piss in your Coke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Speaking of Coke, did you know, this is just a, a little fun fact that popped into my head. Did you know that waitresses years ago, if you ordered a Coke and it, it came out of the soft, soft drink machine, mm-hmm. waitresses years ago would put their finger in the top of it to get the fizz to go down faster. I believe it. That's an old, like a uh, an old uh, diner kind of trick. Yeah, it's kind like of like the whole what was it is like the nose grease to to kill the head on your beer or some shit. Kinda, yeah. Uh, you ever been to like a, a a real hot dog shop where they put that little metal thing on their arm, they stack the hot dogs up, and they put the chili on it. I have not. Well, back before do, we do had, we have any around here? Um, Skyline used to do it. Now um, the ladies there just put it on a plate because they're lazy. Um, but that metal sleeve. That's a new thing. <laughs> when I was growing up, they just put it right on their hairy arm. <laughs> just like when you see the guys. How do they still allow? Uh, that's that's surprising me that we still see guys on hand-tossed pizza without having like some, without having a glove that the farmers wear when they stick their hands up a cow's ass. Because if you think I, about it, when they're throwing it, it's hitting their arms and getting arm hair in your dough. So why aren't they not? I mean, not that I care. I'm a guy, I'm a guy who's anti-gloves at a fast food restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been on the show for this story. Have I told you my theory behind this? No, but I, I think I know where you're going with this. I worked at Wendy's through the 90s. It was actually, mm-hmm. I worked at Wendy's when they instated the new cup per refill plan. And it was because 60 Minutes did a a fast food restaurant study. And they found that most sources of E. coli came from the ice bin from when they would take the cup and dig it in there to get more ice to right. for the refills. The wax would get and people, dirty people touching shit. Bacteria and all that shit. And so Wendy's reinstated two things, and I still do one of it, is we would have the customer remove their lid and keep their straw. And then either A, they got a new cup, or you would have to use the ice scooper and scoop the ice in the cup. You cannot take the cup and go, which makes sense now. Well, same thing. They said, hey, no metal, no putting hot dogs up your arm, and now you got to wear rubber gloves when you make food. Well, I... I and and just to kind of point this out, I think the thing with the pizza mm-hmm. is it's not cooked yet. Yeah, it's going to burn. 
and and when it cooks you know it's it's killing off all that bacteria and shit anyway so that's why i don't think it's a big deal sure and hair burns at a very low burn temperature rate right and so continue you have to wear these rubber gloves right and if you ever watch like hell's kitchen or any of those top end high quality food restaurants none of those cats were wearing rubber gloves nope i don't know this for sure i'm making this up as we go along but based off of what few years i had worked in restaurants when you're cooking and preparing food a lot of it is based on your senses sense of smell since your, your vision got to see if the shit looks rotten smell if it looks rotten you'll see the high-end cats taking samples oh this are you burning the risotto or, or you know taste and more importantly feel absolutely how do you know if a bun is stale mike you squeeze it. It's hard and crunchy, and you can feel it. Much like wearing a condom, sometimes it dulls the senses. <laughs> <laughs> and so you may not be able to determine if said buns are nice and supple and good to go, or if maybe they've been toasted a little long and put away hard. Um, when you're making a sandwich and you're wrapping it up, and it gets a little messy. You can feel the mayonnaise and the ketchup on your fingers. You would wipe it on your apron. Now they just wear T-shirts and jeans. You would take it out. You would put a new piece of paper on it. You would wrap it up, kick it to the curb. When you have gloves on your hands, you don't feel that moisture. You don't feel the funk. So now people get their sandwiches. There's fucking mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup smeared all over the place. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. negates the whole principle is how many times do you ask yourself why? How many times do you cry? Um, how many times have you been in line and uh, explaining them you can make limestone from gum? No, that's wrong. Um, have you seen the guy in the sandwich station or the uh, fry station pull out their cell phone, take that same glove and start finger fucking their screen? Yep. And then put the phone back away and go back to making food? Yep. With a bunch of. Ha- For those you've worked in a restaurant, you've made. Rain your hand under the board or go to open a drawer and get a little bit of scub on your finger. Like, ooh, that's fucking gross. Once again, you'd wipe it off. You got scubba. gloves on, you don't feel the scubba. Mm-hmm. And they don't change the gloves. And so my theory is things are worse. Probably more spread of bacteria with the rubber gloves on because people aren't washing their hands because they don't feel the scub on themselves. Absolutely. Every once in a while, if they touch money, then they pull the gloves off so they don't get the scub on the money that ends up but now everybody's doing tap to pay, that's gone. So I'm a big proponent of losing the gloves, giving everybody aprons and fucking towels. And so when they get scub on their hands, unless they're a complete gross bastard, which probably wouldn't last long in the food industry. Well, no one who wants to work, so probably. Anyhow, hypothetically, more people would be more prone to wash their hands more consistently because they would feel the funk on their hands instead of on the gloves. You know the one that I hate? The one move when you see like a, a fast food worker or something like that? They come in, you know, I get it. I've worked fast food myself, clearly. <laughs> McDonald's, We're Taco talking Bell. working fast food, not eating fast food. <laughs> um, you know, I've worked in all these places, and the one move that I've always hated is this. Oh. With the glove on. That was the purpose of the hat. That's why give you have me, a visor. Give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's hot back there. It's, you know, 
you're 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 trying to pump food out and shit like that, but that's what you're doing. You're that's pumping what, food out. That's why you're supposed to wear headgear because they have sweatband in it. Whether it's a visor for the yep. chicks, a hat for a dude, or worst case scenario, you pull it off, you bend over, you take the apron, but once again they don't wear aprons anymore. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and I get so hard on I get so boy, we're full of uh, double entendres tonight. I get so hard on fast food cats because it seems like I was able to do with a crew of 16 and 17 year olds what seems it can't be done with a crew of 28 and 30 year olds now. Yeah. So there's that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, if you want to spend the same amount of money on better food and, and better service, go to Mission Barbecue. You'll thank me for it. Mission Barbecue. Mission Barbecue. A lot of the, not the really, you know, uh, hammer on fast food joints yeah but in the same respect it you know it's it's mcdonald's it's wendy's it's burger King. but see it's now McDonald's. it is just nobody McDonald's. Yeah, exactly exactly because it's gotten that reputation over years well no but, because the quality of the food's gone down because they tried to maintain the prices but the food's got more expensive because we started fucking putting goddamn corn and our fuel drove up the price of corn which is what we feed our cows and chickens thus driving up the cost of food long before the inflation right no i know i and i and i get all that but it's just it, to me it's it's you when you walk into a place like mcdonald's you kind of have an expectation right from the get-go yeah it's but not good for you it's it's not it's not good for you it doesn't look that appetizing when you get it unlike when it's up on the on the board or when you see it on tv or something like that you kind of know what you're getting but it's way overpriced these days mm -hmm. I, I i absolutely agree and with that, that being said if you think a sit-down restaurant that has a bunch of fa italian family members photos up on the wall um not the one with the breadsticks, but the other one. If you think that place is any better, I've done work at those places, uh, repairing printers and whatnot. Let's just say they need to get the orchid uh -uh. man up in their places real quick. There's grease. Every They're fucking gross. If you ever, as an electrician, Mike's an AC guy, does commercial shit. If you ever do any service work as an outsider in a, in a sit-down restaurant, you will go home and say, honey, we're cooking home for now fucking on. I'm a plumber. Oh, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that hot. See, that's the hillbilly man. I was going to say the hot water heater. No, dickhead. It's cold water until it heats it. It's a water heater. But no, we, <laughs> we, we rednecks refer to it as a hot water heater. You talk to anybody hey. from Kentucky, Tennessee, they'll tell you they need a new hot water heater. I say the same thing. I'm from here. So. Yeah, it's just, it's just goofy. Um, Real quick, another show I'm watching, 1883, because now I cut the kill word and I have uh, Paramount Plus. You watch a you a yellow fan, Yellowstone fan? I started watching the first couple of episodes of Yellowstone, eighteen eighty three. Yellowstone. I've been a long time Yellowstone guy. I've been down since day one. I'm not one of these Johnny Come Lately. Ooh, Yellowstone. It's a good show. <laughs> Problem with Yellowstone is, so after about season two, you're like, okay, it's the same fucking plot every every season. But yeah, whatever. That's part of the reason why Homeboy wants to leave. Eighteen eighty three. I'm only in four episodes in. But that's a damn good show. But I got ears and I got eyes, see? And as a young kid, I've always been able to pick out the voiceover work of actors. I got a fine-tuned ear long before I worked in radio and podcast. I can, I can hear it. And like on episode one, there's two cameos that are not credited at the beginning credits. And since this takes place in 1883, as you can imagine, facial hair and beards are in vogue, especially when they cut to Civil War battle scenes, which they do. 
Mm-hmm. There's a scene where what you would refer to as Great Granddad Dutton, but at the time it's just James because he's in his 40s. <laughs> but they're flashing back to him after he loses a, a battle near Gettysburg and he's sitting on a weapons crate and all haggard and bloody and got his beard and he's staring out over the battlefield and all his men are dying. And in the background you see the Yankees come by and you see one get <clears> off the <throat> horse and you just see his chest down and walks over and puts his hand on his shoulder and sits down from one commander to another who's dealt the horrors of fucking civil war. I mean, war is bad enough, but the type of war where you literally stand in a soccer field and shoot at each other, that's a whole level of crazy. Yeah. Especially when they get the cannons and the Gatling guns out. Yeah. And I'm watching him looking at his eyes, full beard, full beard, full fucking Yankee get up, full beard, but it's the eyes and the voice. I'm like, that's fucking Tom Hanks. Get out the Google phone. Just typed in Google Tom Hanks 1883. Boom, popped up. It's like, yes, nailed it. You can't get one past me. And then, like, next episode, Sheriff walks in, hat, old guy, bald head, goatee. Hear him talking. Like, it's fucking Billy Bob Thornton. Get out the Google machine. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, nailed fucking two of them. <laughs> there was a bunch of famous cameos in that show. That's a damn good show. So that's another yeah. one to check out. 1883. Hell oh, yeah. That good stuff. Do, 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 do. Oh, you weren't here last week. Did you watch my last fishing video? Uh, was it a full-length video posted to YouTube? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've watched it yet. Gordon kind of shit on my point as he does. That's kind of his job on here. But I, I presented <laughs> my theory of complace, uh, consistency creates complace, uh, consistency creates complacency, which equals loss, damage, or injury. Sure. You and I have done a lot of kayaking together. Absolutely. We've driven from here to Lake Okeechobee and back. Absolutely. I have never taken a seat off my kayak. Can confirm. Lifetime, it straps down, it bolts down, it's fucking in there. Drove from fucking down State Road 82 at 70 mile an hour. That thing stacked on top of yours, not a problem. (laughs) Had a Von Hunks kayak tandem. That's twice the seats. Put them back in my truck. Carrie and I drove it all over God's Green Earth, Lakes Park. Even took the Lakes Park for run. Um, never lost a seat. Seat straps in, cinches down. Bob's your uncle. This sounds like a bad story about vibe. Carrie got another lifetime Teton, rinse and repeat. My vibe kayak seat has two rubber bands that go up and then clip. Drove a mile and a half away. I've used it eight, 15 times. It's out one night, came home and Went to unload my kayak, and lo and behold, my fucking seat's gone. Well, not not a big deal. It's only a mile and a half away. What possibly could have happened to a $150 seat sitting in the middle of the street in a mile and a half? Unloaded my shit post-haste, turned around, drove that route twice, and my truck came home, got the car with Carrie so she could poke her head out the other side. Thing is G-O-N-E, gone. Two theories. that shit. Either A, it fell on a seat, so I pulled up and said, ooh, I got me a $150 beach chair. Mm-hmm. Or probable, more more probable, it fell on the ground. Somebody hit it with their car, got caught on their fairing, and they drug it down fucking ki- diplomat for four and a half miles. Outstanding. Either way, G O N E gone. Yeah, we got an extra kayak. Next time we go out, I put the old lifetime Teton chair on there. It's a, it's a little shallow. It needs to be about two inches longer. It barely fits. I had to kind of sit on it, but it fit down in there and strapped it in. Sat in it, and I said. 
Wait a gosh darn minute. Why is the seat off of a $380 kayak you get at Dick's Sporting Good more than a seat, more comfortable than a seat off of a, granted, I didn't pay this cost. I bought it secondhand off Facebook Marketplace, but brand new at another Sporting Goods store, about a $1,200 kayak. Why is the seat more comfortable? This should not be. Right. There's two major components to a kayak. The fucking kayak and the seat. I mean, that's right. all there is. Now, if you go out and buy a lifetime Tamarack, yes, you're going to get a folding back and a, a chunk of styrofoam to sit on, but that's a $200 kayak. Right. We're talking a $1,200 kayak. I'm like, man, if this thing just fit a little bit better, I'd say fuck it and keep the seat because I have two lifetimes now, and one of them's old little Steve, which I have a plan for. I just got to get a hold of somebody. It's got a hole in it, so I can't sell it, so I want to give it away. And I have an idea, but I got to find this fella. Remember the guy who was fishing on the, I told you I was fishing on the backside of Zurich who told me I should go out and cast because the fish were jumping and every cent I went out there and caught the five pound fish and every since I've been out there topwater fishing. Yeah. Wasn't he in uh, one of your videos? Yeah. His name's Jeff. He, yeah. he would show up every once in a while and shoreline fish. I want to track Jeff down and give him little Steve. The dude has a truck. So that's the thing too. I can't just give it to anybody. They got to have a fucking truck. You're going to be putting a kayak on top of your car and you're tired. And you're going to drop. It's going to dent your roof and it'll be my fault. Right. Things got a hole in it. It's patched up, but still, I'm already the second user. I, I can't justify selling a whole a, a third hand used kayak. What am I gonna do? Here's fifty dollars. You know, no, I want to give it to Jeff. So I gotta find Jeff. So maybe Jeff will see this and he can reach out to me. Jeff, I want to give you a kayak. You say, well, Don, why would you want to give him a kayak? You only have three. <laughs> I'll get that in a minute because now we have four. <laughs> but first, <laughs> I have a I have a problem with comfort and seating. Um, and so I end up long story short having to, and this is an update. People haven't heard this part. I went online and I ordered a new seat. You can't buy the OEM seat, what they refer to as the hero seat, but they will sell you the hero two seat for $160. They claim the hero two seat is the most comfortable seat they provide. And it does have the ability to add on the perch that you stand on top of, which would make me think that the Elephant 120 would be even more unstable. I don't know. Because the perch, it's basically an over-glamorized piece of plywood with some fucking grip tape on it and some feet that clamped to the back of the seat. cost about $110. I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Mm. But yet. the nice advantage of the Hero 2 seat, I'm guessing they saw a YouTube video that went around where this guy was lamenting about the biggest problem about the hero one seat is the horizontal bar goes straight across and there's on only the, on the underside sorry the kid just came home so the dogs are barking and on so under, is it on the underside of the seat it's on the front underneath the side underside it's the main support right. and okay. so by that bar being there you only have about five inches between the bottom of the bar and the bottom of the seat but underneath the seat you got like two feet <laughs> from the bottom right. and so on the hero two seat they bent that bar almost like the top of an octagon. So mm -hmm. now it opens up the area. And so now I got me a nice, you know, Rubbermaid bin. I slide under there and I have all my soft baits. And they're kind of like your fancy one underneath your seat. Mine's from Dollar General. <laughs> so anyhow, put that seat on. It's pretty comfortable. Not complaining. And uh, Carrie's been wanting to get a pedal kayak for like a year and a half. And um, as I explained, with the uh, insurance and the roof and the free gutters and the free stuff, with the, the free vent and all that, 
we had a little extra insurance money that we had to spend on the roof. So it's found money. Didn't come out of our tax returns. Didn't come out of our paycheck. It's found money. So she wants to get a kayak. So we went up to uh, Stero River Outfitters, and we rented a Hobie Outback 10-foot paddle kayak. Pedal kayak. I always say paddle. They're all paddle, dickhead. And she tested it out. I'll try to get her to get the 12-foot. Go with the 12-foot. 10-foot. You're... you're it's 10 and a half feet, but your kayak at home is 10 foot. Your lifetime Teton's 10 foot. If you're going to get a new kayak, get a bigger kayak. has more sure. surface area. Plus, by the way, with the pedals, you're losing deck space. You yep. don't have the deck space to lay shit out in front of you now. You don't have a place to put your pole. Get the bigger one. She went with the yep. 10 foot. Fine. Because it was cheaper than the 12 foot. Took it out. Well, when she rented the one, she's like, God damn, the seat's uncomfortable. Ah, it's a rental. It's probably had a lot of fat asses break it in. <laughs> <laughs> she buys the brand new one. We come straight home, get right on the water. God damn, my ass hurts. I'm like, what? That's a fucking $1,800 kayak. <laughs> I think my lifetime seat's more comfortable than this. So once again, which this will result in a YouTube video where I compare the seats between a Vibe, a Von Hunks, a Lifetime, and a Hobie and figure out why a seat on a hundred, a $350 kayak seems to be more comfortable than one on a $2,000 kayak. But we'll say that for the YouTube channel. And so I finally got updated. I got my seat. She got her kayak, and I'm going to do a review on that later. And so we went topwater fishing, and I crushed it. Caught like five or six, two, three-pound bass all on topwater, all on my new boat. Nice. And then we went out the other day. Didn't go to the backside of Zurich. We wanted to go somewhere new. So, well, not new, but someplace we haven't been in a while. So we went to Gator Circle. Yeah. Got my dick kicked in. Didn't catch a fuck all. Nothing's out there hitting on top water. Nothing's biting on worms. Caught one bass. Caught a bottlenose turtle on my top water, which was a nightmare. Because not only was he trying to pull his head in, he was trying to kick it off. So he had one trouble hooking his paw, one trouble mm-hmm. hooking his head, and he's trying to pull the whole damn contraption to his shell, which would have been an effing nightmare if those trolling hooks would have went inside that shell. Oh, yeah. Luckily, Carrie and the Hobie, she can do that thing hauls ass. She can zip over there real quick. She had the net. We put the turtle in the net. And she's like, oh, my God, what does that smell? It's like, it's this fucking turtle because they're covered in moss and mold. And they live in these shitty waters all the time. Mud the turtle shit. smells just as bad as the gar does. Mm-hmm. Get the thing off. Of course, as I'm reeling it in, oh, I'll go pro footage. As soon as I get the thing up on my boat, beep, 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 battery dies. I'm like, I don't want to catch a turtle, but if I'm going to catch a turtle, I need the content for YouTube. Right. Battery dies. So don't have the footage of me getting this thing off, but I, I, I get it off his nose, off his foot, and he quickly scurries off my kayak, jumps back in. Day is saved. So sucks. Caught one fish and a turtle. Carry caught nothing. Reeling back, throwing top water. Get a hit. Caught a goddamn gar. <laughs> the two things I hate catching, I caught one night <laughs> on top water. And this damn canal had the same smell, once again, proving why bass are the perfect trophy fish to catch because they don't slime your hands. They don't leave scales all over you. They don't stink. You know, yeah, they have little teeth that I did actually have to, I had to recalibrate my thumb sensor on my cell phone because I'd bass them so bad I couldn't unlock my screen or any of my apps. It didn't recognize <laughs> my thumb anymore. I literally had to reprogram my thumb to to my new bass thumb thumbprint. And so, nice. caught a turtle. Caught that. Went out last night. Caught maybe one or two two-pounders, but um, the wind's just been so bad. We're getting gusts like 22 miles an hour winds. So I'm out there trying to top water. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just getting blown back. She, meanwhile, carries zipping around in her little pedal kayak. No problem. Oh, yeah. So the pedal kayak is cool. We're going to do a review on it, but basically we figured out 
If you're going to get a, a Hobie pedal kayak, don't get the Outback because it's basically a $400 kayak with a $1,200 pedal system on it. Has It comes with dry storage with no no sock, no bend. You just open it up, and there's the inside of the boat. They couldn't yeah. even give you a $30 bend to put in there. See, mine actually, um, I bought mine at the same place. Now, my kayak is a little more expensive. Than well, I was wondering if they would like, since we use it twice, like what kind of hit would we take if we brought it, traded it in on a better one? I mean, they're just going to turn it to a rental anyhow. It's not like they're going to lose our money. Well, I actually had talked to the owner there and, and, and kind of a shout out because they'll work Keep with talking. you a little bit. And um, with working with you, I mean, I went in there, I got the kayak, I got the kayak and I got the paddle and, you know, the nice paddle. I think it's a aqua something, but um, it's like a $200 paddle and the the kayak is pretty damn expensive too. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, you do have the most durable, heaviest stable kayak for stand-up fishing that you don't use it for on the market yes yes um <laughs> never stood up on it one time other than a piss <laughs> i uh uh you know between the kayak and the paddle and everything and talking to him and you know just kind of conversating with him i was like look man i got two grand can you sell me this stuff and he was like absolutely so he worked a deal with me you know kind of give him a, give him a little bit of a shout out you know they're they're kind of like a hole in the sticks, you know, kind of little place. Right they the basically that... started out. They have a nice, cool, their dock sweet as hell because it does not rise yeah. when the tide comes up. So when you're coming in at night, you can just slide right up on that bitch. Yeah. And they started out as just a kayak rental joint and they turned into a kayak vendor and they're probably one of the biggest kayak vendors in this area. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they 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 carried what I wanted in stock, and I mean, going back to you know how they were gonna work with you, was I bought the the uh, the paddle from him, and I said, you know what what size do you think? You know, just trying to get all this, mm-hmm. this stuff figured out, and he was like, well, he was like, try this. This seems like it would work with your stature and and how tall you are and stuff like Plus, that. Plus, you gotta also take consideration how high off the water you are and the width of your kayak. Exactly, and he was like, try this size. He said. If it doesn't work, bring it back to me. He said, I'll swap it out and give you a, a bigger size or a smaller size or, or whatever. So sure. I mean, he was willing to work with me, you know, even though it was a used paddle, because they probably would have just taken that and used it for their rental company. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's not a, not a big loss to them. But Well, the other disappointing thing, we took the Hobie out one time. At the end of the night, the Hobie logo had curls in it, and I thought it was like a protected coating, kind of like you have on your washing machine. Yeah, no, yeah. the fucking sticker was already coming off the boat. Wow. First use. Once again, four hundred dollar kayak, twelve hundred dollar pedal. That's that's not saying a whole lot about who. No, we're it's not gonna be a good video. I mean, she enjoys it, she likes it, but she instantly day two had regret. She wished she would have got the twelve footer, she wished she would have got the next model up. And yeah. um the fact that oh it doesn't come with a dry storage for the dry storage bin, you have to buy you have to send them thirty five bucks to get the insert for it. Yeah. Just put the fucking insert in a boat. It's 38 yeah, cents mean, for the formed plastic for you guys. After all, your Hobie, for God's sakes. Yeah. Mine doesn't either, but I can buy it. But mine is a specially molded one, so I can't use. No, this is just know, a like regular a round hatch. It pops open. Yeah. <laughs> it's just looking there as a sticker says. Basically, it says, 
Kobe puts foam for stability. It's a nice way of saying, hey, stupid, don't remove the styrofoam from inside this boat. <laughs> but it's, right. it's, it's more, <laughs> it's a nicer version of that. And so, uh, got the new seat. Nice. Think about putting a rudder system on it because I see how well her rudder works and I think it would really help me track straighter, especially when I'm standing up. Problem I have when I stand up is that my boat tends to just turn and I just go the opposite direction. So I'm hoping if I put the rudder system on there, I'll, I'll stay straighter. But I'm yeah. thinking about, I don't want to go back to the old anchors that we use. I think I'll just get one of those sticks that you stick in there and you tie off to your boat. You want to get uh, because, real crazy. Because I'm just going to put it on the other paddle side. Put it on the paddle holder on the other side. I don't put my paddle on. So I can just take it off and just... Because most of the water we fish in any house two feet deep and it's a stick six foot yeah. tall. So I'll just <laughs> stick it in there and instead of trying to undrag you know, conventional hook style anchors, which just tears up the environment underneath you anyhow. What I'd like to get eventually, and this is when I kind of get back into the swing of kayak and fishing and stuff like that, is the um, power pole makes a micro anchor. Mm -hmm. And my brand of kayak, which is a, uh, can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, bonafide. bonafide. He's bonafide. bonafide. He's SS. a suitor. Bonafide SS120. Literally, every time I try to think of your kayak name, I think of, oh, brother, where out thou? We're at the, yeah. <laughs> the Warby Twins. But uh, it's a Bonafide SS127, one of the biggest and baddest freaking kayaks. thing weighs 100 pounds empty. Empty. It's not, you know, the most expensive kayak that you can get. It's not the cheapest kayak that you can get. And it's get. not the widest because some of those ones are like three grand. It seems like fucking five feet wide and you can like yeah. do a square dance on top of them. Yeah, I, I forget exactly how wide it is, but it's one of their their claim is that it is one of, if not the most stable kayak in the industry. To the point where they put grip tape on the nose of it so you can stand yeah. on it. Yeah, not saying that it's not going to move or yeah. that it's not going to sink into the water a little bit, but you won't fall out and you won't flip it over. It takes a lot to flip it over. Um, but uh, they, uh, when they designed it, they, they put the, um, what are those little things? Uh, scupper little screw. No, not scupper. The, uh, these little lag bolt mm -hmm. uh, nuts. Mm -hmm. Inserts, nut certs. Insert, nut inserts. They put those in the back and it's the exact bolt pattern for the power pro or power pole micro devon hunks had those inserts over top of a divot because it was designed to put the rod in there that you can clamp a trolling motor onto yeah and then there's another company out there called uh one objective fishing i think mm -hmm. um they do a lot of custom products uh usually out of like abs plastic and things like that yeah they make a lot of adapter plates and they make them for probably they probably make them for vibe i know they make them for bonafide hobie are you are you, uh, are you talking about the what the little kind of look like the impeller off of a wave runner have you seen those um, they make one for the vibe you, you clamp it onto the rudder system for the vibe 120 yeah. and it's basically an underwater fan and it has a, a, a cord and a power pack you put on the kayak and it yeah. basically it's like it's like a troller motor without the troller motor it's almost like a kind of like what the scuba divers hang on to yep, yep. But you mount it on the rudder and it just whoo, pushes you I think it's a uh, Torquedo, something like that. I think I think is who makes it, and yeah, it's it's a it's a jet drive system, um, that uh, is used for propulsion for the kayak. But uh, 
but yeah, there's all kinds of, you know, there's, like I said, I, you know, looking up like manufacturers and stuff. And I found one objective made a lot of stuff for a lot of different kayaks and they make adapter plates and things. So they actually make one where you can put the power pole micro with the adapter plate. And then you can also put in your rudder system. And I think you can put in something else. I now, for those of you playing at home, the is, power but... pole is basically a seven foot tall straight fiberglass flagpole that sticks off the back of your kayak then when you get to yep. where you want to be you hit a key fob and it just has a little motor it goes and it puts that pole yep. it's an electrical version of the thing i was talking about you just plant a pole in the ground but it does it automatically with a key fob yep and you just have to have a 12 volt power source but, speaking uh, of propulsion hey. um if you guys want to help propel our show and our channel to bigger better things please head over to d-410.com or the what's in your head.com click on the patreon link and sign up and subscribe it only costs you a dollar a month. And if you do, you'll automatically get entered into our regular, not monthly, but regular prize giveaways. And I want to announce tonight's prize giveaway because we pulled the name yesterday. But due to failure on the staff of the interns here at DHI 410, I got a name or two into the bucket. Actually, it was a canteen. And the first winner we draw, we got excited because he's a longtime subscriber because we started Patreon back in 2019. And he signed up in 2021. And uh, he won, but then when I went to contact him, I realized that his account had been inactive for a couple months, and he was no longer a patron, and so he's not a winner. Had to redraw tonight, which is kind of cool because it gives our active patrons two more chances because we're going to do two giveaways this month. And this is for the What's the Scuttlebutt coffee mug along with the Warbird coffee coffee. The first winner gets to pick the coffee he wants, and we also send him an autograph and one grand clip and some stickers, yada, yada, yada. So anyhow, you have, and you have to be an active Patreon subscriber. To doesn't mean you have to sign up. To, you could have signed up a week ago. I don't right. care. We're not going to do this. And we got to be active. So sign up for 30 days. No, you sign up fucking today. You're in it. So anyhow, today's winner. I already put up the video. Um, he's been a Patreon subscriber since November 28th, 2021. So over two years, he is active on his subscription. Mr. Alexander Richards Marshall. So congratulations to you, sir. I will be reaching out to you through Patreon. Chances are you've already seen the video I posted. Make sure your address is up to date, and we will let you pick which one of the coffee you want. The only two real difference is the strength of caffeine. One of them is pegged to the floor. The other one's a caffeine level three, and we will get that sent out to you. Uh, yeah. The next giveaway is probably going to be based more around this podcast. We're going to get with you and Gordon Fair what we want to give away. That'll probably happen in a month or so. Um, and so big things are coming. So congratulations to you once again, Mr. Alexander Richard Marshall for being the first round winner of the Patreon prize pick for the month of May, including the Warbird coffee, the what's the scuttlebutt coffee mug, the unblock that's autographed by Mr. Jeff Cop said Henry sledge and myself, some stickers and maybe a few other things. So congratulations to you. Want to get that out of the way. And once again, all you got to do is head over to d-410.com or if you're already a Patreon member, just look, look for Digital 410 on Patreon. Subscribe. Cost you a dollar a month. Um, if you do sign up for the $2, the $7.50 a month plan, you will get a free T-shirt after two months. I just sent one of those out, too. And so we do make good on those sometimes. You know, I might follow behind, depending on how much insanity is going on in my house. But, you know, we're, we're pulling our shit together. Typical insanity for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I already talked about the turtle. <laughs> So, Carrie and I yeah. got a roof fixed. Check that All off right. the list. Volkswagen was dropped off on uh, 4-1-2023. For okay. those of you looking at your calendar, you're saying, well, Don, that's well over, th yeah, I know, well over 30 days ago. Mm -hmm. 
and I dropped the tundra off on Monday. Ooh. So two adults, two cars, both of them in the shop. We have Nissan Altima, but you know the fine people over at Progressive only give you up to X amount of money for car rental. Which, by the way, if I lived in Kentucky, I'd probably get another two weeks. But down here in Florida, regardless if you go on a app like Toro, where I rented my car for nineteen dollars a day up in Ohio for a week, um, between forty-six and sixty dollars a day in Southwest Florida due to tourism. So as you can imagine, the money that they allocate for rental cars gets sucked up pretty fucking quick. So um, they're, the fine people are over at the auto glass place and repair, trying to get the Volkswagen back to us by Monday, hopefully. Carrie and I only work one street and one canal over, so I've just been going to work a half hour early, drop her off. Sally, for her, she has to hang out around work two extra hours, and then I pick her up and we come home and, <clears> and do all that. So I got I, the Tundra dropped off. I got a Tacoma. And we're driving back in Tacoma, which I forgot how small they were. I used to have two of them. And when I showed up on Tuesday, and my boss walked in, and he looked at my parking spot. I said, it looks like your Tundra had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. Um, we're driving down Del Prado, and there's a car in front of us. It has the cute little sticker of the little girl walking her at-at on a leash. For all you Star Wars nerd, four-legged walker. Is that the at-at, or is that the two-legged walker? And how you... You, you, you fucking Warsies know to steal a phrase from Stan, you Star Wars fella. And they had the little Rebel Alliance badge down on the bottom. A lady's driving between the ages of 28 and 34. Hefty chicks. It's kind of hard to tell. When I say she was sucking her thumb, I'm not saying she was chewing on her fingernail and I'm just trying to turn it into something it wasn't. She was balls deep on her fucking thumb. Like, it was like all a two, like a like a two knuckler. It was down to where the bottom, where the L forms, where the the shaft turns into the horse. <laughs> she was balls deep on this fucking thumb, and then while her thumb was in her mouth, her index finger came around like a little worm and made its way into her nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at Carrie, and Carrie's like, "I'm like, get your phone. We gotta TikTok this." But she's too nice to embarrass people like that. I, I'm all about the content myself. Hell yeah. But after I said, where was this woman's mom when she was six, smacking her fucking hand saying, quit fucking sucking your thumb, let alone the nose picking. But she was multitasking. She wasn't about to put anybody's life in danger by driving with her knees so she could pick her nose with one hand while sucking. No, she, this was a move of a pro. This wasn't the first time she pulled the balls deep on her thumb, bringing the snake index finger. I personally would have probably done the pinky, but I got a bigger hand. I probably would have fished yeah, in maybe, there with a pinky maybe, while my thumb maybe was a little more comfortable. My yeah. my my thumb was preoccupied, but <laughs> but she kind of did a, like the nervous little snaky like looking around. I was like anybody anybody looking? Don't be looking. And she's doing this while driving, so we're able to watch her. So now I'm driving, watching her, put my life in danger. And she's just digging for gold while while fucking deep throating that thumb, man. She's probably <laughs> flicking that little dilly bopper in the back of your throat with her fucking <laughs> thumbnail. Just going to town on it. Billy uh, Popper. I'm just like, what is that, your uvula, uvula or whatever the fuck? Uvula. Uvula, the dilly bopper. So she's she's doing a speed bag on the, the dilly bopper in her throat with her thumb <laughs> while she's finger picking her nose. And I'm just like, I told Carrie, I said, I guarantee you if she wasn't sucking her thumb picking her nose, she would have a mask on. I can't fucking see it to be this age and laying in your, and the only one in the car too. It's not like she's in the passenger seat while mom was driving. Like she had some sort of deficiency. No, this woman was 
driving down the street, just going, just speed bagging that dilly bopper and doubling down on the nose picking routine. It's like, holy fuck, man. This bitch pays bills and pays taxes. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) You know, look. You work in the service industry, you get you get crud up in your nose, and every once in a while you got to just dig that shit out. There's no ands or or buts about it. But to suck on your thumb, one can make the argument. I will, I will, I will lay this down right here, right now. I will give you one infant activity. <laughs> you only get one infant activity. You want to suck your thumb? Fine. You want to pick your nose? fine but you can't have both you can't you're, you're 30 i you can't have both especially simultaneously while operating a vehicle on by the way the most dangerous road in cape coral there's at least three accidents on this road a fucking day and she maybe that's why she's doing it maybe she needed soothing maybe the the speed bag deep threading on the thumb while picking her nose simultaneously <laughs> took her back to the days of watching saturday morning cartoons and I just had a horrible thought. When she was younger and skinny, she's probably Say one of those. It. When she was younger and skinnier and more flexible, she's probably one of those kids that chewed on her toenails. Ooh. You know the type. You've seen them. Your sister yeah. probably did it. But now, <laughs> now she's fat and old and deep throating her thumb while picking her nose simultaneously. It's like, come on, lady. At least tint oh. your windows. Give yourself some privacy. Well, these are the type of people that, like, have, have you seen the the younger generation, even some of my generation, the younger ones, pacifier. Well, literal, I, literally a pacifier. This is going to cost. We're, we're going to get dinged for this. I'll probably this video will probably get taken down for bullying, and harassing. But I'm going to say it anyhow. If you're wearing a mask in 2023, especially in the state of Florida, you're not wearing it for health reasons unless you're 80. If you're 20. 30, unless you have autoimmune deficiency disease and you have fucking childhood leukemia or early mm-hmm. onset fucking leukemia. If you're a physically healthy person, not saying mentally, but physically healthy person and you're wearing a mask in 2023, it's not because you're worried about getting a fucking pandemic. It's a pacifier. It path, it pacifies you to hide your face and hide yourself from the public at large. I've said this before. When in the nineties, I used to participate in after school activities through the school where we would get people like when I was in high school, we would get middle school kids and, you know, especially the ones that are from poor families or having problems in school and try to show them, Hey, after school, this financial shit doesn't mean anything. You know, you shouldn't judge the other kids in school because they don't have money. We're all fucking normal people. And one of the phrases used in those touchy feely, you know, environments where you're trying to, you know, form fuzzies, positive reinforcements is, let your mask down. Let your proverbial mask down. Let the world see you for who you are. Stop trying to hide behind clothing because that's what they wear on fucking TV shows or stop listening to music you don't like because that's what the cool kids. Let your mask down. Reveal your true self. Be your true self and people will like you. This is a socially physical version of that. These people are literally wearing a mask so they can hide themselves because they have, whether it's low self-esteem, social anxiety, what have you. It is a true, it's not a mask. It's a, it's not a binky, but it's a pacifier. It pacifies something in them. These are the same people that you would see wearing the hoods up or having their hair down and around their face. They would find some other socially acceptable way of hiding themselves in public before masks were allowed. Yeah. 
and now they're just that's why they're holding on to it. I truly believe this. There's, it's a pacifier. It's not a health, obviously not a health device. It's been proven it's not. But yeah, it's truly a pacifier. And I feel sorry for those people. T- take the mask off, and just fucking go out and just worry about you. Don't worry about what you think people think about you in fucking public, unless you're one of those people who smell like onions because you refuse to wear deodorant. You need to go to the fucking deodorant aisle. But the rest of you. Don't worry about what judgmental people like myself think. Just be you. Take the mask off, proverbial and real, and just people let your freak flag fly. There's no better time than 2023 to let your freak flag fly and not get judged for it. So lose the mask, slap a smile on, even if you have summer teeth, and just enjoy it. You know what summer teeth are? No. Some are yellow, some are brown, some are missing. <laughs> summer teeth. Yeah, so even if you have summer teeth, just... Fuck you, Don. (laughs) These are words that were instilled to me by my stepfather in Kentucky as a child, okay? Bringing it back to beans, huh? I can't be responsible for (laughs) using such phrases as summer teeth or phrases like, I'd rather be dead than red on the head. These are things that were instilled into me by my Kentuckian stepfather. So, yes, let your mask down, slap on a smile, maybe put in some earbuds if if you're... Worried or do what Carrie does. Pinch the shit out of your partner if you have one. She don't like to be on public. She just pinches the shit out of me the whole time. It's a stress relief. It's my job to get pinched, poked, and prodded. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let your freak flag fly. Be you. Don't be give free. a shit about. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Yep. Look at me don't with all the ICP it. references. And if you know that fucking reference. Good on you, because that's a deep pull. That's an import single deep pull. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, do all that. Be out there. You know, don't don't let people get you down and all that shit. But that's not going to stop people from talking shit about you or fucking (sighs) saying something behind your back. I used to say this on Stan and Haney so much. The biggest disservice ever performed on a generation, and that's the generation we're seeing now, is zero tolerance in school. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the gun stuff. Well, yes, I am a little bit. Kid True's a fucking Pop-Tart in the shape of gun you expel him. Fuck you. But more importantly, the zero tolerance on bullying. Now, once again, I'm not saying I justify kids punching kids in the mouth, but verbal bullying to an extent is not only should be allowed, but it's necessary. <clears throat> well, and, and you're I You're a monster, Don. And, and, you're, and you're, you're a proponent for kids verbally assaulting one another. Here's the thing. Physical, no, no, no tolerance. Miles. Don't fucking put your hands on my kid. Yep. Period. Yep. Don't you know? Keep your hands to yourself. That's what if she calls my that, mother a whore? Is she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's the thing that, that we were that was instilled in us when we were in school. You know, I'm I'm a little younger than you. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't don't touch anybody else. Don't you hand know, me no lines. Give you know all that yourself. all that shit, right? But when it came to talking shit, yeah, people are going to talk shit about you. People are going to fucking it. make fun of you. People are going to, you, you know, need and, it. And, it's, it's the self-esteem equivalent of your white blood cells. Your immune yeah. system gets stronger. Not only do your skin get thicker, not only do you realize after time that these people are full of shit. And the only reason they're saying this is because they feel bad about themselves. Right. But in most cases, it develops a young man usually. Um, ability for a snappy, witty comeback in no time flat. Yeah. It allows them to defend themselves verbally. 
But more importantly, elementary school? Okay, I can understand that, but that's where the development really starts in the thick skin. Middle school? Middle school sucks enough, but it's still needed. But why is it needed? If you're listening to this and you're, you're thinking what we're saying is out of line, you don't understand it, do me a favor and look around your environment. Are you sitting in a cubicle in a corporate environment? Are you teaching school? Are you in a college environment? Or are you on a work site, warehouse, manufacturing facility? Anywhere with a bunch of blue-collar dudes who didn't go to college work. Maybe the kind of guy who gets up and drinks three beers before he shows up at work and drinks nine <laughs> more before he gets home. Those guys are not going to be happy with their station in life. Especially if they're 40 and you're 18 and you're making as much as they do with inflation and minimum wage increases. They're bitter. They're pissed. And you're going to waddle onto that site making almost as much as they did after they've been working there 20 years and hit the ceiling. But now with minimum wage increases, the new guy who doesn't know his asshole from his fucking elbow makes them as much as money as you. I'm going to take it out on you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to college, you're not going to go into academics, you're not going to go into corporate world, you're not going to be working web development from your house, you need these skills because the bullying only gets worse. And you need to have the skill set that you learned as a child to let it roll off your back and to stick it back to them. And it is a necessary skill that people need. And the, the, and the, and the people that we see get made fun of through memes and media and even our show it's not their fault. It's the school's fault. It's their parents' fault. It's the helicopter parents. Yep. You know, it'd be the equivalent of taking an entire generation and not allowing them to go to the public pool and then being pissed off that we don't have a gold medal Olympic swim team for fucking 20 years because we won't right. let any of the kids learn how to swim. It's the right. same thing. It's our fault for not allowing them into the pool. And that carries over to the working. I don't want to work here. Why not? Old guys mean to me. So I want to work from home. I don't need to work from home. And I'm seeing more and more of this. And I and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this is very important. I just I got to get this message out. I saw it so much after the pandemic, especially you cats living in California, New York, Chicago, Illinois, major any, city. <clears throat> any of these, if you live in a, t- a place where a studio apartment costs sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month of rent. Don't even mention the word remote work. You show up that fucking office, you you slap a smile on your face, you throw your summer teeth out there, and you do your job, and here's why. (laughs) You got hired at that job. You were clearly the best of the people who applied for that job locally or through Monster.com that they got interviewed. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're the best of that job in the world. And guess what? replaceable. Your salary, a good portion of it, is based on the cost of living and the location in which you're paying your rent or your mortgage. And so when you go to work and you're paying $1,502,000 a month for an apartment in New York City, Chicago, L.A., Boston, where have you, and you keep telling your boss, I don't need to be here, I can do this from work, I can home, I can do this from home, I can do this from home, at some point your boss will say, yeah, you can. But you know who else can do your job at home? This chick I just interviewed in Kentucky last week, her husband fa- inherited some land. He fancies himself a farmer. She went to college for the same thing you did, but can't leave Kentucky. 
oh, and by the way, the average mortgage there is $1,200 a month, not $2,500 a month. The average grocery bill is half of what it is here. So instead of paying your ass 70, 80 grand a year, she would be happier than dog shit for 62 grand a year. Or this person lives in the Philippines. Um, they would be living like high on the hog for $40,000 a year instead of the 120 I'm paying you. So you may have been the best person who applied for that job at that location, but there's probably someone better than you somewhere in the world who has a lower cost of living and would be completely stoked and excited to get a quarter to half of what you're getting paid because of the salary based on your super expensive cost of living. And you're going to talk yourself out of a job and your shit's going to end up moving to one of those towns anyhow because you won't be able to afford to live in those overinflated price places. So if you're one of these cats, man, you really... You're stuck on working at home, stuck, and your boss wants you in. Shut up and show up. Or somebody make someone who would be more than happy to get paid to do that job for a hell of a lot cheaper. Because your hell of a lot cheaper is a lot more money than they get offered working in any place in their town. Especially if you consider it a moderately easy job. Yeah, data entry. You know. Web development, Some, you know, or yeah, something that I'm good that, at WordPress. I can put in paragraphs and photographs. I went to school for this. Yeah, well, and so does every high schooler who grew up in the last 20 years. They don't yep. know how to use WordPress. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be a skill to be able to 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 know how to learn or to to learn to have learned to build computers and towers. He, and stuff he's not like saying that. he thought it was a skill to learn English because clearly he fucking failed that class. But uh, apparently, apparently. Um, I didn't do well in high school. Um, I thought that was going to be a a good skill to have. Nope. Every, um, twelve year old. Everybody, everybody younger than me, can do it. You're, no offense. I'm not saying this to mechanics. If you're a fucking transmission mechanic, engine mechanic, you're a mechanic mechanic. This doesn't apply to you. But if you're working at Jiffy Lube, changing oil and filling air every day, this applies to you. I realized after 10 years of repairing computer, I was a modern-day grease monkey. Yep. Back in the day, you you had change brakes, change oil, do basic maintenance on a car. You can get a job, make some decent money at it. But as time grew by, my dad's generation grew up in the 70s, working on cars in their friends' garages. The jobs where people do ba- – not once again, I'm not talking about replacing head gaskets, fucking master cylinders on clutches, transmission. No, I'm talking about changing tires, brake pads, and, and oil. Your entry level fucking mechanic, you know, Jiffy Loop jobs. They don't even do yep. brakes, I don't think. But anyhow, I'm new age mechanic. That's why I got more into the networking side. I tell people, ooh, I, my kid's good at building computers. He's good at troubleshooting computers. Should he go to school for computers? No. Should go to school to write code. That's a fucking job that pays a lot of money. Yep. As much as I hate it, artificial intelligence is an expanding field. Or uh, networking, firewalls, switches, MSP work, stuff I do. There's money in that. Especially new nowadays. Need, new stuff needs to be built and people want their and privacy protected. old stuff needs to be thrown away. Yep. When after 2008, we kind of transitioned from being a computer repair shop to a IT firm, me and my father, before we closed up 10 years later. And my dad was teaching, uh, he was the head of the local business networking place. And one of his members said, hey, my my nephew just started a computer repair shop up in, I don't know, Kentucky or Ohio or somewhere. And he's having problems getting people to willing to pay the, pay his bills. 
this invoice. And my dad's like, well, what do you mean? What's he doing? Well, he goes to someone's house. He spends five, six hours there and hands him a bill for $500 for virus cleanup. My dad said, well, obviously, no one's going to pay you $500 to do virus cleanup on a computer they can replace for 200 bucks. Yeah. Computers don't cost $1,000. When I bought my first compact, but sorry, the monitor cost me $900 and the tower cost me fucking $900. So, yeah, you may pay someone $350 to fix a $1,200 system. Yep. Now when you can buy a brand new fucking laptop for 300 bucks, which is why even when I was doing computer repair, I would show up in place for 30 minutes, say, hey, I'm going to take this back to my office. I can work on 12 computers simultaneously. I'll do it for a flat rate of $110 at the time, regardless if it takes me three hours or two days. Or I can sit here and charge you $100 an hour. Which one do you want it to be? Because I got bills to pay. And every time, take it. <laughs> take it with you. And the other thing I found out, too, is when it comes to computer repair, you're a beer stein repairman, and the world's an alcoholic. I would have people who only had one beer stein, and you'd have it on your bench for two hours and already calling, you got a fix yet? i gotta get my, I got to get my fix. So, yeah. Um, MSP. You know, like where I work now, we deal with primary medical offices. And computer gets three or four years old. The way we have everything rolled out, everything's backed up, everything's imaged. It's like, this computer is problematic. We've already looked at it four or five times. Fuck it. Replace it. Don't repair it. Don't it. Time you sent it to me or took it to your local repair shop, put a new hard drive in it, pay them labor, pay us to reload everything in it. <clears throat> You're still going to have that same machine that's slow and sluggish that's eight years old. Replace it. And so that's why you're seeing less and less mom-and-pop computer repair shops because the work's not there. Just like you don't see VCR and DVD repairs anymore. I mean, you just – yeah, it's it's time to move on. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's that, that's a nice advantage to you know uploading in, in the cloud and things like that, especially for large systems like that, is all that stuff is backed up onto a server somewhere mm-hmm. and the computer right. the, the computer is just you know to basically pull it from there so that you can utilize that information because when it comes to when it comes to businesses the money's in the configuration and the data yeah and once you have them set up where that data and that configuration can be restored relatively quickly it greatly reduces the value of the computer in which it's running on and mm-hmm. plus everything's on the cloud now anyhow so all you need is a good processor and fucking ram and, you know, very, and most, the important data stored on a server. So if the computer does crash, you're just going to wipe it anyhow because there shouldn't be any valuable data on that computer. I, I, I would think that computers are, will eventually become obsolete. When I went to school for computers to get my MCP, my MCSC, and my CCNA back in 2002, 22 fucking years ago, Professor said, if Microsoft had their way, no one would own a computer. Everything would be stored in the cloud. 20 years ago, people didn't, People outside the IT world didn't know what a cloud was. It's a fancy way of saying you're going to store your shit on someone else's computer and they're going to charge you for it. Yep. And where are we at? Everybody puts shit on OneDrive, SharePoint, Google Drive, Apple Cloud. Everybody's pretty much storing their shit on the cloud. Another 10 years from now, all your photos are stored on Facebook and Instagram. You can download your entire album in one one download yep so you don't really have to worry about storing your file your photos on your hard drive all your documents are on sharepoint google drive one cloud or apple so there's real no reason to worry about so 
hypothetically, unless you're an old guy like me that has 5,000 songs that you downloaded in the late 90s, <laughs> what do you need your computer for? Uh, or unless you're recording podcasts, it would cost me a fortune to store all these podcasts in the cloud. I have two terabytes well, worth of data on this hard on my computer, and I got yeah. about 50 gigs for it. <laughs> two terabytes. <laughs> for those of you playing at home, that's 24,484 gigs of <laughs> fucking data between YouTube videos and audio files for podcasting. Well, and, and, you know, what's interesting is, is if you're talking about like networking, you know, for like hospitals or big businesses and stuff like that, having an iPad, a tablet, something like that, Mm -hmm. putting the app on it, you know, downloading all your information, like our system at work, they built their own system. They have their own IT department. They have their own app. Mm-hmm. Everything everything runs through their main server. Yep. They have a desktop application and they have apps on the on the phones and the tablets that they give us. And all all I have to do is fill out an email. Yep. And it sends it back into the server. The server converts it into uh, data for the application and all that information just gets stored right in that right in that application and on the server. On so, the same topic of computers, not the, but we're running a little long here. I'm going to take yeah. care of the news because Gordon's unavailable. Local beat. You're familiar with Southwestern Florida Technical College. It's the one right there in Colonial. Maybe. Right behind the 7-Eleven. Sure. It's a place my daughter went when she moved down here to uh, take IT classes to learn how to do networking and high-end stuff to come work for me. And after about six months and some student loans, they shut the program down because their teacher left and they couldn't replace them. Mm-hmm. So now my daughter works at Bob Evans with some student loans for half a computer repair course that she couldn't finish because the credits aren't transferable. So I wouldn't exactly say I was sad to read this story, but it's still a fucked up story. Southwest Florida Technical College is targeted targeted by swatting calls. Now, for those of you who don't know your, your tech lingo or your computer nerd lingo, swatting is when someone calls the SWAT team and claims something nefarious is going on in your location. A lot of times it happens to online gamers who are streaming on Twitch and someone figures out their IP address and their butt hurt that they got their ass kicked in Call of Duty. And so then they call a terrorist threat in saying that my brother's being held hostage and the SWAT team comes in and fucking raves the guy while he's streaming live online. Yeah, that's called swatting. The campus of Southern Technical College in Fort Myers was evacuated Tuesday morning after what police say was a swatting call. A neg- another targeted Cape Coral Technical College. That's a weird sentence. Mm. The campus of Southern Technical College in Fort Myers was evacuated Tuesday morning after the what police said was a swatting call, comma, another targeted Cape Coral technical. Maybe that was supposed to be a hyperlink that the web developer who's working at home fucked up on because that does not add anything to the sentence because that college is in Fort Myers, not Cape Coral. <laughs> Anyhow, along with the Southwest Florida, along with these Southwest Florida colleges, four other. Okay, so maybe what they're trying to say is that on Tuesday morning, the Technical Southern Technical College in Fort Myers, as well as the Cape Coral Tech, which used to be called High Tech, were target of swatting. Along with these Southwest Florida colleges, four other campuses elsewhere in South Florida appeared to have been targeted as well: Palm Beach Atlantic University in West Palm Beach. Florida International University in Miami, Indian River State College, Massey Campus, and the Fort Pierce College in Hollywood. Now, why? Usually swatting is a result of someone being upset at a location. What could these four, five colleges possibly have done to 
just somebody being a dick? Well, I don't understand what the overall purpose of this would be. The motive. Well, yeah, what's, what would the motive be? It'd be one thing if this was your college and they cut your course and you got fucking credits you can't use and, and student loan payments. And okay, we're going to evacuate the place. And But why five different colleges at the same time? Makes no difference. I mean, it makes no sense. It's just weird. But Is that kind of the end of the story? That's the, that's that's the full in depth reporting from Link News. That's it. No, so they don't. No, they don't have any. No sources from the police. No, we're working on this. Wow. Just they were swatted and evacuated. Some half assed sentence about the Cape Coral Technical College, which they didn't complete, and that that was the full story. Outstanding. You know, I saw a post from somebody I worked in radio with on Facebook before I went online, and she said, "I won't say where, but a local news place." Uh, let me get her. Let me pull up Facebook. I want to get this quote right. And this will, this will answer why that story was as bad as I just read it as. And it's, no, it's not my wine and, and me not being able to read. Um, <laughs> I, I can read halfway decent when I need to. Uh, let me switch over to that. Type in her name. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. Uh, there we go. So just the night girls. Um, she used to work with me. Uh, she worked at 99X and worked at K-Rock. Now she has like the number one afternoon show at one of the p- adult contemporary places. Nice. <clears throat> Newscast director, won't say where, but locally, 15 to $17 an hour. Digital media content producer for your st- for the stations you watch, so probably either Wink News, NBC, or Fox, local Fox, $15 an hour. And you wonder why your news sucks. So, I guess when you're paying people to write up news stories on uh, the old fucking uh, winknews.com, you're paying someone 15 to $17 an hour. That convoluted bullshit sentence I read is exactly why it's an incomplete story. That's well, what you get. That's what you get what you pay for. Yep. Those used to be like $40,000 a year jobs starting out. Now they're like twelve grand a year if you're lucky. It's insane. Everything's flip-flopped. The important good jobs don't pay worth a shit, and the shitty fucking starter entry-level jobs fucking are starting to pay millions. That's because that's where most of them are going. Now time for some propaganda. (laughs) Russia claims. Uh Uh-oh. See what I mean by propaganda? Russia claims it foiled a Putin assassination attempt by Ukrainian drone. Damn it. This comes from New York Post. Hopefully they pay more than $17 an hour, and hopefully this story will be better written. Let's find out. Russia accused Ukraine Wednesday of attempting a drone strike on the Kremlin aimed at assassinating the country's strongman leader, Vladimir Putin. Strongman leader? Mm-hmm. See, that's why they put their little jabs in there. But hey, it's the New York Post. A video of the alleged incident shows a bright explosion over the massive complex, which housed Putin's residence, but Russian embassy officials said no one was killed or even injured. The president was not, quote, now there's going to be a little translation here. The president has not suffered in this terrorist attack, the embassy said on Telegram. He's, his working schedule remains unchanged, and he follows his ordinary course. Russia said the military and state security services used radar systems to, quote, disable two drones on the Kremlin's ground without causing any casualty and or damage. I guess they assume the Russian people are too poor to afford some Mavic, D, DJI Mavic Mini drones, so it has to be the Ukrainians, right? It wouldn't be one of their unsatisfied sentences. In fact, 
The radar may have only detected the drones with the explosion resulting from Russia's self-defense. I'm sorry. In fact, the radars may have only detected the drones with the explosions resulting from the Russian self-defense missile knocking one of the crafts out in the air, defense analysts have told the Post. Another video, which appears to have been taken from the neighborhood that faces the Kremlin from across the Mozaka River, shows what looked like smoke rising over the Kremlin. Text that accompanied the video, which was shared on Telegram, said that the residents of the nearby apartment building reported hearing bangs and seeing the smoke at about 7.30 a.m. Uh, there's a photo here. It almost looks like the uh, Christmas star flying over the Kremlin. It's just a big, bright white light. The Kremlin in the statement said it reserves the right to retaliate for the strike. Yeah, because there's so much undamaged property you can blow up in fucking Ukraine right now. Which yeah. it considers a planned terrorist attack and attempt on our president. However, Putin was not there. He was busy riding a shirt. A shirt. Riding a horse shirtless and 30 pounds overweight. I added that last part because New York Post isn't that brave. <laughs> but light news, because why not? Boy, these guys are hating life, aren't they? Mm. I really want to get in a story, but we're like so long. Um, my whole hypothesis, maybe I'll talk about this next week. My whole, my whole hypothesis with the Bud Light thing is they didn't learn from Airwalk. Airwalk shoes, what do you, we'll talk about next week. St. Louis, Anheuser-Busch is now telling retail customers that the recent controversies is just a tempest in a pint class. <laughs> I love puns. In a letter to wholesalers that were forwarded to some local bars and restaurants, the brewery addressed a backlash over the marketing campaign featuring transgendered social media influence Dylan McVaney, which, by the way, a little timeout. We definitely ain't going to see the show because I understand YouTube is like bearing shows that mention the name. <clears throat> Everyone wants to say this is a trans thing. I just want to point one thing out. Have you seen any of this dude's content? Not really. You seen pictures of him? Yep. How old do you think he is? Based on how he dresses and acts. Doesn't even look old enough to drink. 22? The dude's 26 years old. Really? But is he dressing like a 26-year-old woman? No. He's dressing and acting like a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Maybe that's why people have a problem with it, but I digress. Um, quote, this was a, and, and I did, this does, this is true, because this goes back to when the story broke, people just overlooked it. Um, campaign uh, featuring transgender social media influence, what's his nuts, which led to the steep decline in Bud Light sales over the last month. Quote, this was a single can given to one social media influencer, which is true. They, they weren't selling these cans with her face on it, his face. They didn't even make a 12-pack. It was a single can, kind of like a share this on your Instagram. You know, you see shit on YouTube where a manufacturer will, here's a, here's a body armor with Demolition Ranch logo on it. They're not selling it. Yeah, not, I think it, it was like it, a 16-ounce it's, it's can. A, here, here, here's our like product with your shit on it. It'd be like if somebody sent me a, you know, a, something like a, a a reproduction M1 Garin like gun case that said, what's the skull blood on it? It's not like they're manufacturing them or, you know, putting it out there. It's just a here's something cool. We like what you're doing. Talk about it. Give us some free plugs. So back to the story. This was a single can given to one social media influence. Influencer, the letter said. It was not made for production or sale to the general public. This can is not a formal campaign and or advertisement. What's his dick? 26 posted a video on TikTok showing the can of Bud Light with his face on it. That was given to him. I know I'm going to cancel left and right because I'm not using the right pronouns to celebrate his 365 day of girlhood, not womanhood. Girlhood is the campaign he was celebrating. 
Keep in mind, we're living in a time where people are trying to normalize the phrase map or minor attracted people. They're trying to get us to stop calling these fuckers pedophiles. They want us to use the phrase minor attracted persons. I was going to say AKA pedophiles. So this is a 26-year-old celebrating his pedophilia. 365th day of girlhood, not womanhood, girlhood. The videos are her playing with Barbie dolls and running through pink houses in what looks like a Catholic scroll outfit. And by the way, the video of her showing the Bud Light cans, if you know she's in the shower, bathtub, she's not wearing a sports bra. She's not wearing a Victoria's Secret outfit. She's wearing what most parents give their 13-year-old girls as a training, like, half shirt. But anyhow, I digress. Mulvaney26 posted a video on TikTok showing a can of Bud Light with his, her face on it was given to celebrate 361st birthday of girlhood. The video showed her sipping the beer as part of the March Madness and joked that she didn't even know there was a game on. Anheuser-Busch letter was frowned, I'm sorry, forwarded to retailers, bars, restaurants by Gray Eagle, a Fenton-based company that distributes Anheuser-Busch products to 14 countries, regions, con, I'm sorry, 14 country regions around St. Louis. 14 County. Now, that is me. That's not their writing. That is my wank again. Uh, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch uh, products to 14 county regions around St. Louis. Gray Eagle does not distribute to St. Louis, um, Jefferson County, and parts of Washington. That's more information than we need. Gray Eagle included the cover letter. Anheuser-Busch did not intend to create controversy or make political statement. It said, here's the juxtaposition. Here's the, the brass tacks in here. Quote, in reality, the Bud Light can posted by the social media influencer that sparked all the controversy was provided by an outside agency without Anheuser-Busch's management awareness and or approval. So now they're kicking the can down the road. They want nothing to do with this thing. Gray will continue in its letter, quote, Since that time, the lack of oversight and control over marketing decisions have been addressed and a new vice president of Bud Light, Bud Light Marketing has been announced. So they fired the chick who came up with the whole idea. And uh, they're, they're bringing all, all promotional decisions now have to be approved by upper management. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're really trying to – because, dude, they're – I'm seeing these videos like people like go into Walgreens in Las Vegas, yeah, and go into the water, the beer cave, middle of the light, three quarters of the cans gone, cores are sold out, fucking Coronas are gone, Nattyite, Sam Adams, <laughs> pan over, but like completely stocked. And I say, I've well, seen it here. Maybe maybe they restocked it. The, off camera, the Walgreens guy, you see a shirt, but not his face. They want protected identity. He said before all this happened, he used to restock the. But like tall boys, because this is Vegas after all. He said three times per shift. Now he does it maybe once every two days. <laughs> they lost like last reports are like five billion dollars. In the news of the ironic, I know we're getting long, but we'll cut this one short. I just love this headline. Rocket carrying Nash rocket carrying NASA astronauts cremated remains blow up after launch. Mission fucking accomplished. <laughs> the guy was already cremated. You're going to send him to space. The rock what a better way to spread the ashes of a cremated astronaut than through a rocket explosion. Problem I mean, is... That, that's how I would want to go. Problem is, that wasn't the only thing on the small rocket. Oh, this kind of looks like one of those model rockets we used to launch. A small, a small suborbital rocket from the Colorado-based company UP Aerospace failed shortly after launch on Monday 
Exploding seconds after liftoff over the New Mexico desert, the rocket was carrying over a dozen student experimental payloads for NASA as well as the cremated remains of a NASA astronaut. So if it wasn't for the fact that they had some experimental homework on there, I say mission accomplished. We want to spread those ashes, and we did it in a fucking successful way. <laughs> but I saw that. I'm like, yeah. Can you hear Bailey snoring? No. Noise canceling. Yeah, I'll probably pick up later. But um, that's going about to wrap it up for the news. In this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast, if you're on YouTube and it got canceled, it's probably because all the bad things we're saying. I'll probably get a nice hand smack on this and threat to lose my monetization for all the horrible things we said about people tonight. But hey, that's what we do here on the What's In Your Head podcast. That's why you want to head over to whatsinyourhead.com. Go to iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are found and download it through the app. And if you do download us through the iTunes app, give us a five-star review and a nice rating, and I'll go a long way to help Apple share us with everybody else. Once again, congratulations to Alexander Richard Marshall for winning the coffee prize pack we're going to choose winner number two near the end of the month to give people time to um, register if you want to register simply head over to what's your head.com d hyphen 410.com or what's wtsp world war 2.com and click on the patreon link sign up subscribe it only cost you a dollar a month and while you're there please head over to youtube and hit like subscribe and watch some more videos that'll go to help support what we do here and it won't cost you a dime quarter nickel and or penny i used to have the sound effect for that too but i lost it but anyhow, for myself, Gordon, who will be back on Wednesday, which, by the way, programming note, if you made it this far, um, we might get to a point where we're going to start pre-recording these episodes, so we can add some production value to them, but we're going to try to do a live episode once a month, so if you're in the chat in the future and we don't answer back, it's because it's pre-recorded. You have to wait for the live show to talk to us. But anyhow, for myself, Gordon, and Mike, we will talk to you all next Wednesday. This yeah. has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>